Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. My name is Bryce Johnson, and I'm so thrilled that you joined us today on the podcast. And if you're just new to Unpacking It, I hope you'll check out our website, unpackingit.com, and find out ways that you can connect with us. We're a ministry for sports fans, and so we've got a devotional that we call Unpack This, and you can sign up to receive that devotional in your email inbox for free by going to unpackingit.com. We also uh, send out this podcast each week, and and you can listen to all of the, the previous guest interviews on our website or wherever you're listening to this podcast today catch up on some of the old the old interviews that are that are awesome and and the last couple of months we've had some really uh great guests and and then also we do a a two-minute timeout which basically is one of our devotionals from the week in audio form and so you can listen to those in the podcast uh directory as as well so so if you subscribe to the unpacking it podcast you'll get the interviews as well as the two-minute timeouts Uh, And so we appreciate you listening to both of those today on the show. We've got a special guest and and at the end, I'll give a a few comments about Caleb Campbell and and, and just uh, one thing he said at the end. So stick around at the end. He says something very interesting and, and then I'll respond to it at the very end. So thanks so much. Here is our interview. Enjoy. Our guest today is a West Point grad and former Army officer. He played safety for Army football and was drafted in the seventh round of the 2008 NFL Draft by the Detroit Lions, and his story gained national attention. He also spent time on the Chiefs four years ago. He walked away from his NFL dream. He has a new outlook on life and is the founder of Why I Stopped. He also serves his church, speaks around the country, and helps run a marketing and design agency in Buffalo, New York. I'm thrilled to welcome Caleb Campbell back on Unpacking It. Caleb, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, and as always, uh, thanks for having me, Bryce. Man, well, we're, we're glad to have you back on, and, and it's actually been a couple of years um, so we, we've, we've had you on over the years, and, and we've followed your, your story, but, but I guess kind of get some of the audience up to speed on on where you've been and and then I'll really want to spend a lot of time on on where you're going and 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 what you're up to today but but let's go back first just to kind of get everybody up to speed yeah just real quick long story made short you know I I from Texas Panhandle a small Texas town went out to uh, play college football at West Point is at West Point where I was commissioned as an army officer and I was also able to partake in a a new policy that was basically pushed out by the Department of Defense called the Alternative Service Obligation Policy. And essentially what this policy allowed me to do was to serve simultaneously uh, while playing uh, football if I had a professional contract. So you could play football and serve simultaneously. Uh, That was all good and great. Ended up getting drafted. And then the day of my contract signing, the DOD, the Department of Defense, actually rescinded that policy and they revised that policy on the day of my contract signing, a day before training camp was supposed to start, I returned back to West Point. I did some time at West Point. I had the opportunity to uh, take part in another policy uh, that allowed me to do some bobsledding with the Olympic uh, bobsledding team. Mm-hmm. After that, I went to Fort Sill, Oklahoma. I finished out my, my time uh, in Fort Sill, Oklahoma <clears throat> in an artillery unit. 
And then after that, I had the option of getting an early release if I was given another NFL contract. I had the chance to walk on uh, as a free agent with the Lions, spent a couple of years with the Lions, and then went over to the Chiefs. And then I realized, which we can get into, I realized something had gone terribly wrong in my life and I needed to take a season of life uh, and really kind of go on a journey of discovering uh, who, who I am apart from the game. And uh, that's essentially what led me to uh, what I've been doing now over the last several years. Definitely. No, it's, it's an amazing story. And, and so today really want to you know, spend some time in, in what was learned the, the last four years and how it's led to you get, getting to this place of being very open, transparent, and, and now inspiring to, to so many other people. And, and so we'll, we'll talk about why I stopped in, in, in just a moment. But, but, but specifically over the last you know, maybe couple of years since, since we last talked, what really has been on your heart and mind and, and, and where did the, the transformation take you? And, and, and what were some of the, the, the most recent lessons that have been learned as you walk away from your NFL dream, figure out who you are, what your identity is, and, and what's in store for the rest of Caleb Campbell's life? Oh man, that's a that's a big question. It's, a lo- it's loaded. It's loaded, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the last couple of years, uh, the last you know four years, I mean, Bryce, I went from playing in the NFL to literally, uh, I sold everything. I found a church in Fort area, Fort Erie, Ontario, right across the border from Buffalo, New York. I literally did not know a single soul there. I found this church because I was looking for a ministry that basically helps assist in inner healing uh, and kind of with the principles of Christianity attached with cognitive behavior therapy. Mm. So think neuroscience, think neurons, think uh, meditation, uh, which is all biblical principles. And it, it changed my life. And I literally went from playing in the NFL to sleeping on the floor of a, of, uh, of a couple's home and cleaning toilets at my church for almost three years. Wow. Yes. Um, and, and in that season of my life, it, I, my life revolutionized. I think up to this point, my life was all about me. It was all about what Caleb was going to do, what, uh, where Caleb was going to go, and how great this was going to be, and this and that. And I did it. Like, I, I, I lived the childhood dream. And then there was this, like, stark – and I put it this way. I was brazenly aware that I had terribly missed it because I was sitting there saying, like, this is all I have envisioned for my life i'm here and sure i could continue playing but if this is the totality of my life like i think i'm going to live a really small life and i'm Mm. not okay with that Mm. um and so i i went and i started serving the ministry and really you know engaged in mentorship uh had somebody i think uh, had somebody really speak into my life somebody that's actually lived his answers um and it, it was a lot of wisdom in my life for a season that's really helped me get to the point where I was finally able to take responsibility for my life here at the time. You know, I was 30 years old, Bryce, and I had realized I remember working out in a gym. I remember just dropping the dumbbells, looking at myself in the mirror and I was sitting there saying, Oh my gosh, I'm 30 years old. I've accomplished a childhood dream. I've graduated in the, you know, one of the top schools in America. I'm a commission officer in the army. I've served the military. I've done some jobs playing for the Missile Liberty. And I've done all these things. But I remember looking at myself in the mirror and I said, but I've never taken responsibility for my life. Wow. And it was such a huge moment and such a pivotal moment that really changed, I think, the course of my life that day. And after that, it was just a season of really kind of, I think, putting to words, like putting to voice, like what that 
previous three years of serving the church and being mentor, what all, like what all transpired there? Like what were all the lessons? And it was the next season after that, after I realized I never take responsibility in my life, it was just more so like kind of, you know, putting it all together and actually uh, stepping into it, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. We're, we're talking with Caleb Campbell here on Unpacking It. And, and to, to go back to that, that saying where you, you never took responsibility for your life, what, what does that really mean? Uh, unpack that for us a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, I always had an excuse. <laughs> I was always uh, – I, I didn't know that – Here's the, here's the downfall, I think, of the military and professional sports or you know, sports at large. Yeah. I've always been told what to do, what not to do, what to wear, what not to wear, what to eat, what not to eat, where to be, when to be there, when to show up, when not to show up. Mm. Like that has been my entire life. And then I had a mother who I love absolutely dearly who <laughs> was really invested in my life. She added, you know, telling me what I can do and what I can't do. I never learned how to think for myself. Wow. I never knew that I had the opportunity to do what I wanted to do or what I felt like, you know, what God was doing in my life and where he was taking me. I've always been told what I can do and what I can't do. And so I've always li- I've always had this like kind of this feeling that I was just a puppet and I was just, you know, my life was going to take me where my life was going to take me and, and people were going to influence me along the ways. And that is what it is. But I never knew that I had the opportunity to create the life that I wanted to live in. And what that really did for me, Bryce, is it made me realize that, oh, my God, there's a stark difference between having confidence in your skill set and versus having confidence in knowing who you are. Hmm. Because suddenly when I realized that my skill set, football, the only thing I've ever known in my life was removed from my life, it was out of the equation. And now I had the opportunity to go create the life that I wanted to live. It, did, it made me realize a couple of things. One. And they realized I had zero vision for my life because it was comfortable and it was safe having people tell me what to do yeah. because they were having vision for my life. Now suddenly I get to create my life. Like, uh oh, I have no vision. Wow. Secondly, whenever I realized that I've never taken responsibility for my life, I realized that I actually don't have the confidence to take responsibility for my life and begin to build the life that I want to live. Mm. Man, no, it's 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 profound, and so it, in. I guess in view of the the importance that your faith plays into your life and your your belief and reliance on God, where does that fit into kind of this mentality of okay, I can have I can have a vision, I, I can pursue you know th- this this new direction in my life, but I want to stay in God's will and and want to do what what He's called me to do. So how does all that play out, and, and how did you come to grips with that? Uh, that was a process that I think I'm still working on, but yeah, uh, yeah. I think for me personally, you know, I think for, first and foremost, it's uh, it was really understanding who I am. Um, you know, I love the passage of scripture with Peter J. The, the disciples are walking on the top of the Sea of Galilee with uh, Jesus, and, and scripture says that G- the disciples were arguing, and Jesus stops and he turns around, and the, the disciples are arguing about who people say Jesus is, right? And then Jesus talks and turn around. And we don't know who Jesus was talking to, but he asked the questions, who do you say that I am? Mm. And at this point, Scripture says it's Simon Barjona. It was Simon Barjona, and Scripture says that Simon Barjona, Peter, he responds, and he says, you know, you're, you're Christ, you're Jesus, you're the Son of God. And Jesus responds to him, and he says, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for no flesh and blood has revealed this to you, but my Father in, in, my Father in heaven has revealed this to you, and no longer will I call you Simon Barjona, but Peter, meaning rock, and on this rock, I'm going to build my church. Mm. And I remember reading that when I was in, like just in my own time, and I'm thinking, oh my God, like 
two of the most fundamental, foundational, but yet elusive questions that I believe all mankind are after in this one moment, two of the most life-changing questions are answered for Simon Barjona Peter's life. Wow. And it's, who am I and why am I here? Mm. And I was sitting there reading that. He's like, you no longer are you Simon Barjona, but you're Peter. That's who you are. You're Peter. And this means rock. And you're here because I'm going to build my church on you. Mm. Like He just found his identity and he found his purpose in life in this one moment, this one interaction with the Lord. And I sat there and I said, like, so what did he do? And Jesus, I realized, wasn't just asking Peter. He's asking me. He's like, okay, Caleb, who do you say that I am? Mm. Like, I don't care who your pastor says that I am. I don't care who your parents say that I am. I don't care who your father, your mother, and your brothers say that I am. Who do you say that I am? And that just hit me so hard that day, Bryce, that, you know what? I can go to church. I can serve. I can do all the right things. But if I don't actually have a personal relationship with the Lord, if I'm not getting in front of him every single day and really practicing hearing the voice of the Lord um, as he begins to shape the direction for my life, I'm going, not that I'm going to miss out because I think God is bigger than that. I think I'm just going to miss out on the satisfaction of being led by the spirit of God. Amen. I love it. That's man. That's powerful and encouraging. Caleb Campbell, our guest right now on Unpacking It, uh, West Point grad and, and former Army officer, played in the NFL, and and now is the the founder of Why I Stopped. Uh, you can check out whyistopped.com. and and so let's let's go there then. So you, you come to this this, yeah. this revelation and, and realization of who you are and and and, and who Jesus is, and and so. What does that mean? Where, where, did, where did that take you, and, and, and where does that, that leave you today? Yeah, I think it's taken me, obviously, so many different places. But I think, you know, I had to – let me put it this way. I never knew my biggest issue in life was, like, self-acceptance, self-hatred. Wow. And I, and I never knew that my actual – my desire to excel in sports, to do great on the football field – was actually more or less of a desire to be accepted in life because I needed the approval of others because I never knew that I could never approve of myself. Mm. Um, and so Christianity provided me this ecosystem, right? This, my relationship with the Lord provided me this environment where I got to engage in, and the church as well, just engage in this environment and really begin to understand that, listen, God loves me as much as he can love me right now. Like if I never do another thing with my life, if I never become better, he's not going to love me anymore or he's not going to love me any less. Like there's nothing that I could do. Like it's still sometimes hard for me to grasp this, but there's nothing that I could ever do to make him love me more. And there's nothing that I could ever do to make him love me less. Mm. And when that reality hit my heart, I remember like that was really the catalyst to the, the walls coming down uh, and a lot of transformation happening internally. And so I've always wanted to find some way to really articulate this last season of my life and this season of transition and identity being established and removing the stigma of vulnerability and really understanding like, like, our stories have power, yeah. like the uniqueness, our uniqueness is what makes us special in this world. And when we can own our pain, when we can own our story, when we can just stop for a season of life and just deal with, you know, maybe the emotional trauma that we experience as a child, because that trauma, if it's undealt with, is literally shaping the course of our life. Mm. And it's, it, and we're reducing the quality of life that we could be living. And so I wanted to figure out a way to essentially create an ecosystem online that does two things. One, 
it allows people to tell their story so other people realize that they're not alone. Yeah. And this is a story, not necessarily, uh, you know, all my stories start with why I stopped. We've mm-hmm. got any, and it's not just Christian based, you know, we've got why I stopped uh, going back to relationships that were bad for me. And this is a story about a woman who kept going and finding herself in toxic, a toxic and very emotional, destructive relationships. And she realized that she's never going to allow someone to love her more than she loves herself. And so the issue in her relationships was not the man or the relationship. The issue was her inability to love herself. And when she stopped dating just for a season of life and dealt with the internal reality and the internal issues that need to be dealt with, that was hindering her or keeping her from loving herself. She then now found herself in a very fruitful relationship because she was able to love or allow somebody to love her more than she could as equally as she loved herself. Um, you know, I've got a businessman that wrote why I stopped running a million dollar business. And he realized that he was constantly finding value and affirmation and acceptance in the money he was making. And it was destroying his life. And it's not that the business was bad. It's not that making a million dollars was bad. He just knew that there was never going to be an amount of money that he could make that would deal with the void he was feeling. You know, um, there's a story about, you know, why I stopped trying to have a baby. Mm. Um, and it's about a young woman who kept having miscarriages. Um, and she realized that she was trying to have a baby because she basically wanted to live vicariously through her daughter to basic or her child to basically reconcile the mother that she never had. Mm. And she realized like, Oh my God, it's like, Whoa, if I do this, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to create a very codependent relationship with my kid. And it's going to, you know, it could potentially create so many different problems. And as soon as she stopped and she dealt with that, she ended up getting pregnant and having a beautiful daughter, two uh-huh. kids now, um, you know, she gets to tell a story. So I say that because why I stopped is an ecosystem of so many different variety of stories where people just stop for a momentary pause, a season of their life and just started asking internal questions and dealing with some internal pain, embracing vulnerability and actually asking hard questions. Um, I think there's this misconcept, this concept that is out there, like our problems will go away if we just do more, we achieve more, Mm -hmm. we make more money, we date a different girl, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's that, it's that same story. And that's not necessarily true. It's not that those things are bad or wrong. They're good and they should be pursued. But at the end of the day, if you're looking for the external reality to solve your internal world, you're going to keep going around the same mountain. And so that's essentially the heartbeat of why I stopped. And on the other side of it, it gives the opportunity for people to tell their stories. And it's so amazing when people realize the potential and the, and the, and, and how empowered these people feel whenever they tell their story, they embrace vulnerability, they throw it out there to the world and people respond with, Oh my gosh, I go through this too. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Oh, it's, and now they suddenly feel like, oh, my God, my story has purpose. My story has meaning. Yeah, it's awesome. Gosh, no, it, it, it's, yeah. it's phenomenal. And, and I, I've even got uh, ideas popping in my head of, of things that I stopped right. and, and, uh, and, and can, can relate to. And um, that briefly, you know, here I am doing a radio show and, and able to, to talk with, with somebody like you. Well, years ago, I was on Charlotte Radio, an afternoon host, and thought that I was living the dream. And there was one day where I looked out the window and I could see the Charlotte skyline. And I said, man, is this it? I- I've arrived. I'm, I'm in yeah. my, my <laughs> mid-20s. And here I am doing what I thought I wanted to do. But there was the, uh, an emptiness there. And so I, I walked away. I walked away from what I thought was a, a dream job. Um, and to now see where God has taken me to, to do unpacking it and all that it's, it's become, 
Um, I can definitely relate to your story and, and, and the heartbeat behind Absolutely. why I stopped. And, and it's, a, it's a powerful platform and, and movement, and, and I know you're just getting it going. And so I'm excited about what's, what's in store for it. And, and people can find out more, whyistopped.com, whyistopped.com. Yes, and, uh, man, it, Caleb Campbell, our guest right now, on unpacking it. And, and I guess maybe just kind of one final thought or, or question, just even, even you've been through, you know, all of this, the, the last couple of years, um, how do you continue to, 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 to leverage the story without necessarily looking back, but you know, you want to, you, you use it to leverage where you're at now and what you've learned and you don't want to forget those lessons but also wanting to move forward. So how do you, does that make sense? How do, how do you balance kind of being in that place of looking back, telling your story, but really moving yeah. forward and, and, and concentrating on the future? For me, like at one point I would have found identity or value in my story and my story would now have been become my life. Um, and I think that's essentially the exact same thing that I did with football. Mm. And so it's kind of ironic, but that's exactly what happens. And so I think more than anything, it requires a paradigm shift in your thought process. And I, I think there's, it's a really a transition from a fixed way of thinking to really uh, possessing a growth mindset. Uh, and so that's what, I mean, that's essentially what I've had. A lot of my journey, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like you can be related to like thinking like an employee versus thinking like an entrepreneur, two mm. starkly different ways of approaching the day and thinking. Um, and I think when it comes to owning your story, you have a story, you've owned that story, you've dealt with the pain. And now that's part of what you have to give away to the world. But with a growth mindset, you're constantly moving forward, understanding that we were made for change. We are made to progress. We are made for growth in life. So, you know, even look at scripture biblically, like, God is the God of the new, like he's always doing a new thing. He's always doing a new thing. He's always doing a new thing. And so God, I'm always embracing the new thing in my life. And as I continue to grow, as I continue to step into vulnerability and uncertainty, there's new wisdom, there's new revelation that's being released into me. And I think that's all kind of contingent on having a growth mindset, if that makes sense. Yes. Amen. No, that, that's well said. And, and that's, uh, yeah, that's my, my perspective as well. So I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, love that. Great. Caleb Campbell, our guest right now. And then final question, just as as you kind of think about what you've maybe been studying recently, just in your own time with the Lord or something at church that has really stood out. Is there just something that's that's been on your heart recently and, and kind of personally? <laughs> I don't know if I can actually talk about those things because it might get me in trouble. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I think, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, I think it's, it's for me, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an American. I, I was in the military. I grew up, you know, standing for the national anthem, respecting our troops, everything. Um, I think, you know, I was spending time with the Lord the other day, and, you know, I felt the Holy Spirit. I felt the Lord say to me, he said, Caleb, I don't want you to follow me anymore. And I said, what? And he says, I don't want you to follow me anymore. He says, when you're following me, you could choose not to follow me whenever you would like. And this is what he said to me. And he says, I want your allegiance. Mm. And I said, you want my allegiance. And my initial response was my allegiance is to the American flag. Oh, 
Wow. And I was like, wait, what? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and so I think the Lord is just doing a big work in my heart. And it's, you know, I will always stand for the national anthem. I will always respect our troops with, uh, res- or treat our troops with respect. I will always be, you know, pro America. I will always be for this country. I love this country with every fiber of my being. But it's this transition that happens that, you know what? I serve, if, I, if I'm serving Jesus, I'm also serving his ideas. I'm also I'm also embracing what Jesus didn't just teach about heaven because the kingdom of God he's teaching kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven like he's teaching a new world order here on heaven what does that even mean mm. and we find what that means in his ideas his radical ideas um, that really opposed you know modern day Rome mm. and I think there's a lot of you know similarities between that day and age and what we're seeing in America today. And so there's just this tug of war that's going on in me personally, being completely transparent and vulnerable with you. Uh, there's a tug of war that's happening in my heart right now, of like really understanding what it looks like to give allegiance, uh, my allegiance to the Lord. Um, and not to say like, you know, but still, yes, I love America, but I serve, I serve the king of the world. Yeah, gosh, that's no, that's awesome. I, <laughs> I, I appreciate you sharing that. And um, I, I mean, my, I mean, my big focus is on, you know, following Jesus and what does it look like to follow Jesus? And so I don't think that that goes against that, but to really think about that word allegiance in a different way. um, That's, that's really cool. That's got me, uh, that's got me thinking a little bit. So I I like that. So, so we'll, we'll end it right there. And uh, Caleb, always great to hear from you and and love having you a part of unpacking it and, and wish you the best with why I stopped and, and why I stopped.com. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely keep in touch and, and keep up the great work. Thanks, Bryce, for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Absolutely. There's Caleb Campbell joining us here on Unpacking It. Wow. There was a lot in that interview. A lot of depth. Hopefully it was as powerful for you to, to listen to as it, as it was for me. And, and just really appreciate Caleb's heart and passion and transparency and just his his thoughtfulness in, in what he shared with us today. And I want to pick up right there at the end where he brought up this concept of allegiance and, and following Jesus and, and what that looks like. And and so if you're if you followed unpacking it at all, you know that that we're all about sports fans following Jesus. And and so I, I look at the Bible and I, I look at what Jesus said to the crowds of people, and he said, you know, come after me, take, take, your, take up your cross and follow me. And so I, I believe he's, he's calling us to follow him, to follow his way, to, to seek him with all of our heart and soul and mind and strength. And, and so I think that is true. And I think what Caleb has, has been wrestling with in, in regards to this allegiance falls right into that. I, I just think it's it's a it's a, a different kind of focus and understanding to and, and specifically for Caleb too, where where and maybe each each of us have to kind of address that on our own as far as where is our allegiance? Is it more important for us to be a a great American, a great family member, a, a great worker, uh, and representing our our, our uh, company, or is our allegiance to Jesus. And so as we're following Jesus, we're driven by this allegiance to him. We're sold out. We're committed. Our, our heart is, is for him first and foremost. And so if that means we have to go against 
you know, the, the, the cultural mindset or even our family's mindset that, that the allegiance to Jesus, uh, trumps that, that, that it, that it transcends that. Um, and, and so I, I think that's, that's very powerful to think about, uh, because that's a big word, allegiance. What are you most loyal to? Where is your heart? What, what do you care about? And, and so as we, as we follow Jesus's way and we study the, the, the word of God and, and the, the, the way to live and, and to enjoy the abundant life that's found in Jesus and, and found in, in following his way, we have to take a look at our heart and say, where is our allegiance? So, man, that's, 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 a, that's a cool thing to think about. So I hope that we're all willing to do that today. And if you have any thoughts on that or questions about that, I'd love to hear from you. And, and maybe we can go back and forth together uh, to, to unpack that a little bit more. But, but wanted to, to touch on that as we wrap things up today. But really appreciate you joining us on the Unpacking It podcast. I hope you'll check out some of the other interviews as well. Listen to the two-minute timeout and, and sign up for our weekday email devotional as well. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. I'm Bryce Johnson. This is the Unpacking It podcast.